how, how do you get all those people in the stands that early? And, and my response is, I, I don't know. We open the doors. <laughs> Welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. We're on site today, and I'm with Matt Anderson. Hello, Justin. Matt, Good where are we today? We are at Lambeau Field today, and we're talking with Craig. So, How you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having us out here. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. Um, when you came out and visited us in Brookings, and I know you invited us out here, so we appreciate you taking the time today to talk with us. So. Well, I appreciate you guys making the road trip, and uh, <laughs> I know it takes a little bit to get to Green Bay, so glad you're here. Yeah, cool. yeah. We actually took two quick flights, so just <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes up and down twice, and, and then we're <laughs> that here. That was it, yep. <laughs> um, But Craig, your role is Director of Digital Broadcast and Game Presentation for the Green Bay Packers. Can you tell us kind of what that means and maybe even how you got to where you're at today? So I, I've been kind of kicking around this place for about 30 years and uh, started out on the game day crew when they first put video boards here at Lambeau Field. Uh, they were Sony Jumbotrons. We had one. Then the next year we added another one in the other um, end zone and uh, was part of the game day crew and kind of moved myself, moved myself up to become the director of the game day crew, um, the Packers did not have anything internal. Uh, so in 2013, uh, I took a job with the Packers to kind of um, lead their game presentation production, the video side of things. Um, and so uh, a year after I was here, there was some changes on our, in our VP um, senior leadership uh positions and they decided to take digital which they had and game presentation and then um, the broadcast team that we we're just starting to kind of develop video on this side and and kind of a late bloomer when it comes to the NFL to sort of bring these together and Gabrielle Dow was brought in from the Baltimore Ravens and so she kind of created this department, which includes digital, our, our O&Os, our website, apps, um, our connected TV, um, and our social. So all of those platforms that are Packer run. Um, the broadcast team, which we do uh, our coaches show, we do another half hour show during the week. We do specials that air across the state on Spectrum. And then really that broadcast team takes care of all of our video needs for our own O's. So any video content that we create for Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then with that, the game presentation department, which is um, really our, our in-game piece. And uh, we also do radio. We took that on six years ago. <laughs> okay. um, so we do all of our uh, broadcast. It's about eight hours total of pregame, game, and postgame. Um, but we've parlayed the game presentation portion into our broadcast uh, department. So when we do like our coaches show, we utilize the equipment we have here at Lambeau Field to do the game. We utilize that to create content and do shows. So it's really a collaborative effort through all all the departments to kind of put product out there on our you know, I, I like to call our O and O's really our antennas, right? It's the way we reach out to people, and so our shows are on there. Our connected TV it runs through there, kind of all encompassing. 
do you have your hands kind of touching a little bit of all of that? Or are you kind of more on the one side and provide a feed to the other side? Or how, how does that work for your position? So I started out in television. I worked at a local TV station and then moved to a production company. Was there for about 10 years. And then myself and three other guys sort of broke away. We put our houses up. Our wives thought we were crazy. <laughs> but um, started our, my, our own production company. We had two audio suites, two video suites, and a graphics department. And did that for 13 years. And so I kind of lean towards the video side of things, mm -hmm. which is a is a strong piece of the of the social and the digital part of it. Um, I, I am uh, getting long in the tooth per se. Um, I I subscribe to all, all those platforms, but really uh, Duke Bobber, who is the in charge of our, of our digital department, and. Um, Ryan Hartwig, who's in charge of our social department, they, they're really kind of guiding that ship, right? They know much more than I'll ever know. Okay. So I kind of lean on them. And then from a broadcast standpoint, we're relatively new, but we have now eight people in that department. And so I kind of touch the video side a little bit more than the digital side in that um, perspective. And and I don't know how much they like when I touch that, but uh, <laughs> sure. um, to be honest with you, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a nice marriage. And, and I really respect all of the people on our team and they really do a good job. And so they make my job easy and make me look good. So, sure. so you had this production company then for 13 years. Is it, you went from that then to work for the Packers or did they kind of overlap at all? Or? Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, so we, we put our houses up, we mm -hmm. started the company and we started doing it. And at that time was 2000, uh, in, um, the early 2000s and in 03, they did, they finished the renovation here and they put new boards in at that time. Okay. Um, Dactronic boards. And, uh, so, we uh, put a bid in because they didn't have any production in-house. So uh, the company was called Major Look. We got the contract. Nice, yeah. So for then 13 years, we were doing the production here at Lambeau oh, okay. Field. So it kind of overlapped in a sense. It was weird when I did finally leave the production company, sold back to my partners and took the job here, is uh, I was here probably two weeks and, and our, uh, Aaron Popke in our PR department one day in the hallway said, what are you doing in here? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know if you heard, but I, I'm I took now. a job yeah, here, yeah. right? <laughs> so it, it, it kind of overlapped, but not yeah. from a business standpoint. Um, yeah. And and it was it was one of those things where I kind of felt at home the first day I was here because I knew everyone, I knew yeah. the stadium, I knew where I was going, and 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 really was involved in the 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 production room and building the room. So it was, it was an easy transition. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask was like, what led up to that working with them for a while and being from Green Bay and around this area, mm -hmm. how hard was that decision or being around the people here knowing that that was the right move for you to make? Yeah. I, it, to be honest with you, it, in my, in my, where I was at was that um, the the Packers had offered me a job a couple of times okay. and, and I decided not to. And then it got to the point where they were going to bring somebody in. And so it was a hard decision yeah. being your own boss and having a piece of the, of the production side of things. But I had done it long enough that I felt like, hey, I kind of proved that mm -hmm. you can do it. We can do it. Yep. And yeah. then and, and, and not there was this passion with working for the Packers or doing work for the Packers that I really 
it was the thing I really liked to do. And so sure. when the opportunity came, I, I took it. You yeah. can match up the two, what yeah. you like to do and something you're passionate <laughs> exactly. about. Yeah, hard to turn exactly. Away. It sounds like a natural progression too. You said like 13 years before you came full-time at yes. the Packers. And then you were, you said it's kind of, you liked being here and had a passion for that. It, did it have to do with like the history of Lambeau Field or that you, you kind of had been around Green Bay for a long time? Well, what's that like? I, I grew up here, right? Okay. And so I grew up in the seventies when the team wasn't very good. And, and my parents didn't have tickets and I was probably one of three people in the city of Green Bay that didn't go to games. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I very much knew the history very much. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my earliest memories is with my parents having breakfast at a, a restaurant downtown. And I remember seeing all these, like, looking back, it was like Packer yearbooks and they were on sale. And it was right around the time Vince Lombardi and the glory years were happening. And, okay. and being very young, I didn't really understand what it was, but yeah. there, you know, my family every Sunday watched Packer games. That's mm -hmm. what you did. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I can remember times with my mom, like going to the store and, and the streets were deserted and not really understanding why, <laughs> but it was because everybody was here. You were one and of the three people. Yeah, one of the three yeah. people. Exactly. <laughs> sure. But you know, it, it, it's kind of funny. I worked at a TV station, then worked at this post house. We did uh, regional commercials, but we also did the Lindy Infante show for a year, which, um, you know, had done. So I did a coach's show while Ron Wolf came in mm -hmm. and he got rid of Lindy Infante, brought in um, Mike Holmgren. We had all this. I worked for this production company. We had bought a bunch of gear to do the Lindy show. We sat for a year with this brand new gear. And then the Packers put out an RFP saying, hey, we want to put these video boards in. We had all this pile of equipment we had used for the show. So we put a bid in. We won the bid. So I started shooting like in the era of Brett Favre oh, and, okay. and, 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 that, and Reggie White in that yeah. rise Damn. of, yeah. you know, the Green Bay Packers kind of back to prominence. Mm -hmm. And so that just sort of fueled it, it fueled it. So mm -hmm. I, I think it was like eight years that we had that contract. We left, then we got the contract. So it, it had been part of my career for, uh, you know, almost my whole career of mm -hmm. doing things for the right. Packers. I got to imagine how different it's been even when you started helping out the Packers and you kind of said this in the intro of all the different things that go on now, whether it's social media, digital production. I mean, what has that been like to I mean, when you started with either if it was the Sony Jumbotron mm. to what's now, kind of like that growth of all of a sudden everything you're you're involved with now, I got to imagine it's way different, obviously, than it was back then. But like, how has it been to see that? It's been crazy. There's so much now, right? Like, yes. It's just, yeah. When we <laughs> first put the boards in, we didn't really know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and to be honest with you, we weren't doing a lot of adver digital advertising with it. Uh, we went to Kaminsky and watched the production they were doing at uh, Kaminsky Park. Um, the, the head of marketing here used to work for the White Sox, so he got us in. We were observing kind of what they did. So, mm -hmm. And at that time, it was four by three video. <laughs> and then we transitioned to, we had a a 16 by nine board, but we weren't HD. So we were anamorphic. We were pulling it. Oh. Then we transitioned to the in 12, we went HD and now we're transitioning to 4k. So just from a video <laughs> production standpoint, kind of watching the progression and obviously the, the clarity of the boards and, 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 and how good the images look. And then you're right. You add in, you know, from a TV show perspective to all of a sudden we're doing this new website thing. And then mm -hmm. that progresses into social and it, it's, 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 
been a journey that's been really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. it's like in that all-encompassing, all the different digital touch points that there are now. And maybe that was a good progression. You talked about video displays and the technology getting better. And and we're here today because you, you're getting brand new displays at each end zone, and they're the first ever six millimeter displays in the NFL for an end zone display. How is how is exciting is that? Or you got to see them turned on, right? What's yeah, that like? Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, very exciting, and especially with the pandemic and a lot of supply chain issues. You know, when the season ended last year, and we decided, okay, we're going to do this, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of hesitation because of everything that was happening in the world and in supply chain. So it, it was there was definitely some sleepless nights, uh, November, December, when we finally said, OK, we're going. Mm -hmm. And so we started ripping it down. I, I know that, you know, in sharing with the leadership team, I was very excited about what these boards are going to look like and, and trying to convey that to mm -hmm. people that I cannot I cannot tell you how good good it's going to look. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I don't have the words to describe <laughs> right. it, right? Um, it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been very much that we just started putting images on the board, right? So it's mm -hmm. color bars and how fun is that? Yeah, sure. yeah, but yeah. there is time code running on it. And so you can see the graphics and I've had numerous people say, wow, I can't believe how clear those numbers are. Yes. And so it, it, I can't wait till we start move, getting some moving pictures on there because right. I think it's just going to blow people away. Yeah, and that's definitely tied into since we arrived yesterday with the different, you know, like Lyft drivers have been taking mm -hmm. us around. Anytime we come by the stadium, they've been mentioning, yeah, they've been turning those boards on now. We can see the even color, they, they <laughs> right. mentioned color bars, but they're all excited about it. They don't understand what it means. I think I even yeah. said to the driver, I go, Yes, yeah, the first uh, six million in Enzo in the NFL. Not that that means anything to the driver. Right, too. right, right. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, sweet. I'll well, put that away. It, and it's it's we basically doubled the the size of it from a width perspective. Okay. And a lot of the stadium blocked the boards prior, so they're a lot more visible right now okay. to the community. Um, there's a lot of people in Green Bay that are very proud of this team, right? It's mm -hmm. it's community owned. They're shareholders, so. A lot of people hear references as our team, and really they mean it because they have a share that's hanging in their house, right? right? They, they, right. They're part of it. Um, the local TV station here, which is relative, probably about two blocks away from the stadium, yep. has a camera up, and they use it for their weather shot. Say the Doppler background. one over there? Okay, yes. I saw that. <laughs> and, and, and they, they – put it out on social media. They had it in their newscast that nice. there's there's images on the board, it's right? Happening. So yeah. yeah, not only just driving by, but the whole Northeastern Wisconsin knew when we turned the boards it's a on. beacon you got exactly. out there. Right now. So, yeah, even um, maybe think, take us back to, we've talked about it being the first six mil, right? For it ends mm -hmm. on, but when did you guys decide to go that route with it? Because we know you're thinking about, you know, you tore, you're starting to tear down this place, you want to go up. How is that like maybe planning of either the size or going with the six mil display? Like what kind of enticed you guys to go that way? Well, you know, obviously you're you're not looking for where you're at today. Mm -hmm. You're looking at what's the longevity of this, um, you know, amenity you're putting in the stadium. Mm -hmm. And we have never really wanted to be bleeding edge, but we want to be cutting edge. Mm -hmm. So five, six, seven years from now, this gear is still relevant and still very much uh, 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 an asset to the fans that are here at the stadium. Yep. So we were looking at going 4K and then really looking at how do we get the best image quality and, and continue to have longevity 
in the boards that we're putting in. And, and you know, we were talking off camera before that, you know, it's Lambeau Field and it's it's kind of this, this shrine to the NFL, right? And it's mm-hmm. oldest stadium in the league. And we, we, we don't have boards all over the place, yeah. but how do we make the ones that we have be as good as they can be? So there, there were sleepless nights. Should we, shouldn't we? Should we go yeah. that, that tight of a, a, a pitch on it? Should we, you know, go that tight with the, the, the LEDs and and in the end, you know, it's not just my decision, but, you know, went into the senior leadership team and said, hey, here's here's the advantages, here's the disadvantages. Mm-hmm. And, and really it was kind of a joint decision to go that way. Yeah. yeah. And this town's definitely about football. Even at the hotel we've <laughs> yeah, been staying is. at, there's drawings right outside the elevator of dissecting what's inside of football and how our football is put together or shoulder pads. And it was one of those, there's yeah. a lot of Packers stuff around town, but there's right. a lot of just football specific things you can which, tell. Which even brings it into the stadium too. You're talking about being cutting edge. Like you didn't need to be bleeding edge, but you wanted to make that investment in the future for five, seven years down the road. So you went with the the better um, pixel pitch and technology to get you there. And it's kind of marrying the historical aspect of Lambeau Field with that cutting edge technology. So you know, fans get the tradition and the the latest technology so they don't feel like they're missing out on anything from that perspective either. Exactly. And so it had been, you know, 10 years since we replaced the boards mm-hmm. and the and the LED technology had changed a lot in that time frame, right? And so probably to the average person doesn't really see it, but I travel with the team, we do the radio broadcast on the road. Right. And so I see everybody and mm-hmm. and and I could see the difference of some of the teams that have 10 millimeter compared to what we had. It really, to me, was night and day. Now, I annoy my wife sometimes because I'm watching TV and I'm making comments about their production. <laughs> sure. But, you know, really it's, it's the fans are becoming more and more tech savvy and and very much understanding that it's about you know their image quality at home is getting better and better and better mm-hmm. and and we really should try to you know stay on top of that see it doesn't just happen to us we always right. say it's a dactronics curse that like friends always tell us to be quiet when we're at some place dissecting right. the boards yeah. and like oh is that a six mil or four? Oh, <laughs> goes, don't look it over there right, like, yeah, right. just watch the game be quiet exactly so maybe it's just a sporting business curse not just the dactronics curse but <laughs> Um, maybe tying into this a little bit, then we talked about the main boards coming on and you mentioning, I mean, before we got on video too, of wanting to make sure to keep this as a football focused kind of thing and not overwhelm, I'd say, with digital. Um, you got a couple of auxiliary displays that are going in too. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about how you're going to be using those to kind of help with Sure, it? you bet. We had uh, 50 yard line scoreboards at the 50 yard line east mm-hmm. and west. And to keep with that tradition in 12, when we put them in, it was um, some LEDs that were just the digits. Okay. And then we had a aluminum over the top of it that was the face of it. And it was painted green and it had like down and distance was painted on this aluminum piece. And the only thing that lit up were the the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some problems though, as time went on with you know, it is the frozen tundra and we get a lot of snow mm-hmm. and rain and things like that, that water was seeping in where the cutouts were for the the display, the LEDs. Okay. And so we were having problems with um, keeping that going. So the decision was made to kind of go all LED. We went bigger than we had before because we want to be able to give fans stats, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a football savvy fan base and they, and they want their stats and they want to see what's happening around the league and they, mm-hmm. they want their fantasy. And so we are going to keep it 
um, not as any sort of um, flashy prompting piece. It's really just going to be uh, a scoreboard and stats, right. but we're also going to keep it to be very traditional looking and kind of emulate what that old board looked like to sort of keep with the feeling here at Lambeau. Get creative with that content and how you can make the digits look on there and, and maybe give that kind of traditional feel. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I, I was doing a, a shoot. This is years ago with um, John Madden. And John and and I were out on the field with other people, producers and people mm -hmm. like that. And John said, uh, "Vince is rolling in his grave," and 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 I did not really understand what he mean. And someone said, "What do you mean, John?" And he said, "Well, all these boxes. Well, he didn't. This isn't football. Football's about you know being out in the in the in the in the cold and in the in the elements." Yeah. And, and it kind of struck me that here is this legendary coach and he's on video games and he's, you know, he's an announcer. And, and to him, that was frivolous. That was too much. Right. And so the, the, the thought here and it, it, it's it's the organization as a whole is let's keep this as traditional as we can. Mm -hmm. And everyone who comes in from uh, the business side of thing, the team side of things always comments about how clean the bowl looks mm -hmm. and how how it's very much, you know, the way you think it should be when you hear about Lambeau Field. Well, right? even just having, I think we said it was called like subtle stats that you have over there. I mean, like another side benefit I'd say too is people in the stands are going to have phones on them, right? So you're giving them one less thing for them to have to check on their phone, which can help them maybe watch the game more. So it's one of those, like, you got to fight the tradition with yes. people are going to have screens in their hands, but now they don't have to look for out-of-town scores when they look down or for any other stats because they can just quick look up and then right back on the game faster. And, and really, I mean, they are, you know, a factor in the game, right? Crowd noise is a factor in the mm -hmm. game. And so keeping them engaged in the game and in what's going on in the yeah. field, as opposed to looking at their phone constantly, yep. is a benefit to the team also. Right. This, this makes me think we had um, we had someone on the podcast about a month month and a half ago, um, Rachel, she was with Crowd IQ, right. but they did some stats where uh, clubs look at to say like how much they can track people looking at their phones or at the board, and then they would use that stuff. And that just kind of made me think of what you're talking about now. I'm not sure if you've, you've heard of Crowd IQ. Yeah, we, they, we have it here. You have okay. it here. Okay. Yes. But that's like, yes. a, I remember that was a measurement. It was either the board, the phone, or somewhere else was like right. the main somewhere three they tracked. Yes. So it's yes. like something that you use then to be like, all right, we don't want them looking at things too much, or is that kind of a... Yeah, I mean, it's relatively new. I believe this is, uh, last year was our first full season okay. with it. So it's, but it is definitely something that we track and keep keep an eye on. Yeah. And and, mm -hmm. and and like I said, I mean, it's, it's about having the fans get engaged in the game yep. and, you know, helping us when we're on defense and helping us when we're on offense and really trying to, to keep the fan focused on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it just made me think of it as the discussion of like, where are they looking and being how yeah. important that is. But yep. and a lot of the conversation so far is focused on, you know, the, the history of Lambeau and in, in the bowl around the game. And you said you want to keep their attention, especially on the game. And we are putting in 60 other displays around the concourses. So when fans are away from their seat, they have a chance to, you know, stay connected with the game or keep up with what's happening on the field. Can you tell us a little more about those displays and maybe what you're excited for with those being implemented? Well, in 03, when they did the renovation of Lambeau Field is when those concourses were uh, basically put up, right? Mm -hmm. And so it really hasn't changed in the last 
21 years. And so the organization decided that, you know, for the fans in the stands, we want to, we want to upgrade their experience, not only in the bowl, but in the concourses. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a natural progression. All we had were, were TVs all around. So the, the progression was, is that, and how we laid it out is anywhere you are in the, in the concourse, you see a large display. And so as you're walking, you see one, and as you get up to it, you can see the next one. So okay. you don't miss the game. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. We've also put in some um, advertising pieces that we're utilizing and informational pieces, boards that aren't your traditional 16 by 9, but just to get information to the fans when they are in the concourses. Yeah, no, I like that. People not being, was it not missing anything or yes. even the importance of that as yep. their way because – I'm not sure. I haven't, this is my first time in Green Bay, so I haven't been here for a game. Is it kind of, we've heard the phrase, was it, um, come early, stay late. Yeah. Yep. Um, is that kind of something that goes into that? So, like, before kickoff, people can kind of come in, go around the concourse, hang out before they come in, or do they, and then do they stay for a while after? Kind of, how does the game day go with, like, the concourse? Well, it, 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 it's interesting here. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And that, that um, I was at a league meeting and given a presentation, and we were given a presentation about um, it was the Play 60, which is an initiative oh, yeah. of the of the league as far as kids and and participation and activities. And uh, we were showing what we had done, and someone stopped us and raised their hand and said, "When when are you doing this?" And I said, "Oh, it was probably half hour before kick." And then I started again and they stopped me again and said, how, how do you get all those people in the stands that early? And, and my response is, I, I don't know. We open the doors. <laughs> yeah. It's Green right. Bay. It's yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. And it's so, so it, it is a destination. It is yeah. a bucket list. And so we get fans to come into the stadium early mm -hmm. and, 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 stay late when we win for sure yeah, right? Right. but <laughs> yeah, but it was also about the amenities that we talked about and and trying to give fans what they want and so when i do go in the concourse and i'm 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 walking the concourse that i'm still engaged with the game yep. or not also the content we're providing in pregame at halftime you know post game all that content is available for them to see. And I think it's something special, um, just even with what's going on here about how people want to be in the game. Cause it's, mm -hmm. you, we've been around here and it's already, we've heard from many people just from the day we're here about on game day, this looks completely different, right? There's these huge tailgating spots, the different bars and restaurants open up and there's a ton of people there, yeah. but yet you don't have problem getting people into the stands. But I've been to a lot of like big D one colleges where they have a gigantic passionate fan base, but everyone loves, the tailgating, being around outside, and they struggle with getting all those people in by kickoff. So you have a little bit of both almost. You have a lot of people love to gather around the stadium, but they don't hesitate to come in and get ready uh, before game time. Yeah, very much so. I mean, we still do what a lot of teams do where hour beforehand we shoot off fireworks, we make oh, okay. announcements. Mm -hmm. And part of that is to help with that flow of fans coming and going because you're, you're going to get that kind of rush just before the kick, bottom right? back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it is very much a – it's not a big a deal for us because they do want to – get into the stadium and see the stadium and, and, and be a part of the pregame festivities. Yep. 
Yeah, and you talk about getting people into the stadium, and there's there's always events going on here. Like you said, it's it's somebody's bucket list. I think there's even a sign that <laughs> comes in and says somebody's bucket list is today. Um, what do you do for additional events? Are you thinking of even using those concourse signs during other events, or are there different displays located in different areas for other events? Um, yeah, so a, a couple of things. One is that really this stadium was built for football and football only, mm-hmm. right? But we do we do have a concert in the summer typically or some type of event. We had soccer last year. We had a soccer event. We've done college games here. So definitely utilizing it for that. And then we also do have a lot of areas here that we rent out for special events. And so uh, I would say probably four or five years ago, we put LEDs in our legends area where we have wedding receptions and conferences Mm -hmm. and meetings that people can utilize that. And then that does flow into the, the bowl itself and the concourse. So we're definitely planning on utilizing those whenever possible. Yeah, you're sure. talking about someone's bucket list just to, just to come here, and it's another one to have your wedding reception here, yeah. I guess, as well. That's like, <laughs> I don't know, that's another level of a bucket list. But um, And is there any other displays? I know we talk, 60 is a lot to keep. Like, I keep mm-hmm. asking Justin, how many again? There's 60, yeah. but there's so many in here. And I, I think it's the most we've ever installed at an NFL stadium, right? right? The most Dactronics has ever installed at an NFL stadium for the number of displays. Yeah, so is there any other areas that you're able to hit? Like, is it's the concourse, these other club suite areas, like kind of where are they all placed? So so right now, those 60 are in our third floor concourse. There's a plan to now do, when we finish that, to do the first floor concourse and and put displays in that to mirror kind of what we did above, and it's bigger. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the exact number, but but, but it's going to be more. Yeah. Um, you know, five years ago, we put marquees up. We'd never had mm-hmm. video boards on that. We have Dactronics on. Mm-hmm. And we have two boards, one on each side. So that's four boards there. We also have an area called Title Town, which is across uh, the Ridge Road from the stadium, which is a mixed-use area where businesses, restaurants, hotels. There's oh, a yeah. sledding hill there, uh, a yeah. skating hill. And so we put screens in there also. So we have area for people to rent in there in that area. So we're slowly kind of bringing in the LED to the whole campus. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know how it's been. I mean, we we arrived here too, and there's obviously a lot of construction going on besides even just the main video boards, which I'm assuming are the two big cranes that we can see from pretty much any hotel or we've been <laughs> right. at. Um, maybe even just not, not detrimentally, but like what other kind of upgrades are you doing here? Because I imagine there's a lot more going on here than just putting in new displays, right? Yeah. So not only with the displays that we're putting up in the concourse that we talked about, we're also doing a, a uh, adding on to our football space. And so there's a lot of Dactronic screens that are going in our football space. Okay. Um, and that should come online in the next month or so. So um, between now and when the team gets back for training camp, that facility in that area will be opened up. And then we're also putting in a addition to our alumni suite. So we bring a lot of alumni back for games okay. and we've put a, a deck on the side of it and expanded that space to get more more alumni. They want to come back. And the deck is part of that to amenity for them. But also the fans have very much enjoyed seeing 
the alumni oh, back, yeah, then, right? Mm-hmm. So every year we do a game where we bring alumni back and we introduce them and they come through the tunnel. During COVID, we were kind of forced to do it on one of the overhangs or or kind of like balcony areas. Oh, yeah. And the fans went bananas. So we still want to do it on the field so everyone can see. Yeah. But w- the, the decision was made to add this balcony. And so the, the, the alumni players who, you know, because of the passionate fan base and they know who people are and when they played and when I was a kid or, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I saw that sack you had or that interception. <laughs> So this is an area where they can the the the, the alumni can be seen. Yeah, awesome. the best of both worlds there. Like you, you do it on the field so everybody at the game can see, and then you also got the balcony yep. for additional. That's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, I mean, all this installation going yeah. on at the same time. It's, I would say, our project management group is sometimes maybe an unsung hero during our projects <laughs> right. because again. You've mentioned all these other things going on besides the LED boards. How has it been like working with our project management group to make sure? I mean, obviously, people are butting heads as they're doing things yeah. here, but there's a lot of things to coordinate here. I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been great, to be honest with you. Brock's kind of my main contact mm-hmm. and, and, you know, has really kind of guided this project from beginning to end and it's been great to work with. Um, I will say that we're ahead of schedule. Things are going really well. Okay. We got some great weather and and yeah. low winds. That helps a lot. But you know, I think we were planning on first turning the boards on this week and the north board's been on for over two weeks. The south board got turned on last week. Okay. So nice. we're really making some great progress. But you know, it, it, you say unsung hero, I mean part of it is, yeah, I don't worry about it. Because yeah. those guys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've done it before. Brock's been, you know, guiding me along the way. And and very much is something that is on your mind, but not something you're stressing about because they're going to do a good job that, for you. That's like yeah. an offensive lineman, right? Yeah. Here, you, <laughs> yeah. If they do their job well, you don't, you don't talk about yeah, exa- it. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. And you don't worry <laughs> about it. Good football analogy and, there. And, yeah. and I drop back, and I don't worry about my blind side. <laughs> there you they go, got right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, it's always like when we plan these trips, too, there's, I mean, our lead sales rep, they ask, but it's mm. always like, oh, if you need to know dates or anything, ask the project management group. They know, like, what's going shipped, installed, when's it turning on, when's the first event date. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even like you said, from beginning to end, they're involved before the sale even. Agreed. Trying to make sure, because they can't just come in right when it's done. Yeah. Yep. We say it's not hanging a TV on the wall. I can't remember how many times we've talked to people about right. it's not going down to Best Buy and grabbing a TV and just hanging it. There's so many other things involved. 100%. Yeah. Power, connectivity, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, heating, cooling, all of it. And and really, you know, and, and this is with most sports, but with football, you know, the season ends and you kind of have this pretty small window that you better get the thing up and running in time, yeah, yeah. right? And <laughs> and you can't control weather. And, you know, talk about the frozen tundra. I mean, we're talking January, February, March, when the weather can be really unpredictable <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think obviously they put some buffers in, but it's gone really well. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything then now that since the boards have been lit up, like, I know you've been involved in this process throughout all of it, but is it now the boards are starting to get power lit up and content to them? Now it's all right. Now Craig's coming in. Now <laughs> now you get your stuff to start trying to figure out how you're gonna operate them. I know you mentioned you got a lot of training going on right now yep. to control them. So is it kind of now it's go time for you and your group because uh-huh. it turned on? Hundred <laughs> percent. And so you know it's kind of like you got a new car and you got to figure out where the blinkers are and yeah, the lights sure. and you know it's really and and you don't have one car you got multiple many many yeah. systems right and so we're just really trying to get up to speed to be able to drive the car which is the boards itself mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah now is our time 
early on to kind of plan it all out. And then, you know, the integrators come in and put everything together. And now you got to sort of figure out how to run it and then also train your staff on how yeah. to run it and yeah. how to, you know, they may have used a, a Sony camera before, but these are new, or they might've used this piece of equipment. It's new. So it's very much a, a, a you know, now is our time to kind of hunker yeah. down and we're in training camp, right? So, You're in training camp. Yeah. There, you go. <laughs> there you go. So stadiums are always kind of evolving and changing and adding different things. Have you guys been kind of adding different things year over year or with the new displays and everything? Is there just a lot new this year compared to others? So so you all, you're always trying to upgrade and mm -hmm. you're always trying to add new pieces. Mm -hmm. I, I will say though that, you know, we, we were HD, now we went 4K. Mm -hmm. We were a standard base, now we're IP based. Okay. So we have made some pretty wholesale changes here in a sense of what our backbone is. And, and with that, we've really added a lot more PTZ cameras, more cameras on the field, you know, more technology to be able to support the 60 concourse screens, which yep. we never had before, yep. what we're doing at the 50 yard lines, mm -hmm. not to mention what we're doing on the board. So it, this has been a pretty big upgrade for us. Yeah. And then I think um, we we're even meeting with uh, Justin, one of your interns here too. He was talking about all the things getting ready. Is there a first event? I think you mentioned like a, there's the like fan some fest, fan, right? family fan well, fest. Well, our, our first event is a shareholders meeting. Oh, so sure. we have a shareholders okay, okay. meeting here. This is, It's going to be uh, three days before camp starts. It's typically right around that time. We get about 15,000 people that come to the stadium for the event. And it, it's wow. very much a, a, a business meeting. Yeah. Um, we have a stage on the field. And so that's kind of a, a, a toe dip of getting the system up and working. And then... Uh, a week and a half from then, uh, two weeks almost, we have a thing called family night. Okay. Okay. I, I couldn't tell you how long they've been doing it. They're doing it a long time. Yeah. It, it's it's really just an, a practice in the stadium. Tickets are really cheap. We fill the place up. We have a huge laser and fireworks show at the end of it. Nice. And it's really <laughs> our first time to kind of take the car out of the garage, right? You're not going yep. very far. It's just practice, but we take it out of the garage. And then two weeks later is our first home preseason. We're away okay. for the first week. And then oh, okay. yeah. we have two preseason games. So that'll be really the big test. But we got a couple of, um, you know, milestones yeah. to hit before we get there. I was going to ask about that family night. Is that like right before or your kickoff to the season, so to speak? Very right much so. And and we, we broadcast it throughout the state. It's oh. Oh, okay. It's very much a, it, it, it is a practice, but it's it's kind of that introduction to the team. And, and you know, um, our quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, went over to the Jets. And so we have a new quarterback. So it's something that is going to get a lot of buzz this year because of all the new pieces that are on the team right now. Yeah, people want to see them. So I'm even thinking about all the different um, upgrades we talked about today. And this is not meant to be a loaded question, but I'm going <laughs> to ask you, what is your favorite part about all the new installations and things going on here? You don't have to say the big new video boards on the left and right. If it's a favorite <laughs> camera, go ahead and say it. But like, what's kind of the, is there a, a single thing that you're looking forward to the most from these upgrades? Um, you know, it, it, and I'm, I'm going to take the weak way out here, but <laughs> okay. the, the system as a whole, okay. it, it's such a change for us in a sense of, you know, going IP and going 4K. And so more than anything, I'm just waiting to see what this image quality is. And I can't wait to really start to play with this. Yeah. And, and the LED board comes into play with that, right? Because you can have this really strong engine behind you, but if you can't, 
if you can't punch it, then it, it's, it's, it's just a strong engine. Here mm -hmm. I feel like our boards can handle what we're outputting. And so, I, like I said, I really just think that I'm excited about what the image quality is going to be as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, and I, 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 I think people are going to see it. Yeah. We talked a little bit about um, other events that can be held here, but this really is a, a beacon of football here in the middle of Green Bay. And you got some exciting news recently that the draft is going to be here in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Are you kind of excited to have that here and maybe even showcase some of the new stuff you got? Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, the league, it's a league event. And mm -hmm. so they kind of decide where the main stage is going to be, sure. where the green room is going to be, where all those things are, but you know they have said it's going to be on this campus, and so very much excited about. And, and timing-wise, this really works out that we, we have this new system. We're going to have a year under our belts using it, and then really another season before the draft comes in twenty-five. But you know, the the, the city's excited, the state's excited. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. It's really we we will never have a Super Bowl here, so it's it's really our opportunity to kind of let Green Bay and and the state of Wisconsin shine, and so yeah, we're really excited about it. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> you can definitely tell everyone's already excited for for everything football because again, I'll probably cite this many times. First time in Green Bay, but the houses that are even just close to the stadium, and then there's just so the close. fences are all painted uh, yeah. and with murals on them. And then I think the Lyft driver even pointed out, you have like Fox NFL has a house they bought nearby and these different yeah. things. It's one of those. Yeah, it's, it's I one didn't of, even know about all The these. local Fox station has a house across the street. Yeah, yeah we saw the flag or the and, window thing. And, and it's Lombardi Avenue they're on, but mm -hmm. really the house addresses. It's called Shadow Lane is the road back there because right. it's in the shadow of Lambeau Field. <laughs> oh, cool. And so uh, there's a lot of party houses. People kind of rent them out. Some people, this is like their lakefront property, right? They oh, wanted yeah. to be, they're big fans and they wanted to be close to the team. And so bought those properties and don't always live there year round. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 really kind of cool. And yeah. it, it, Green Bay really has this collegiate feel. When you come here, mm -hmm. you know, the 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 tailgating, the, there's bands that walk around. It's it just, it's, it's very collegiate in its feel. Now, it's been a long time since I've been able to be out there during it. Yeah. Yeah. But even just looking out the windows of the press box, looking over the west side of the stadium, I mean, you can just, you can feel it. And you're not, yeah. you know, I'm seven stories up, but you can feel what's going on down there. <laughs> one, of, one of the most unique um, environments for an NFL team. For an NFL I mean, team, yeah. The backyards of those houses face the stadium. It's just literally right across the street. And, you don't and, have that very, very And on the places. south side, there's backyards that literally come right up to our parking lot. Yeah. yeah. So it, <laughs> yeah. it's very much uh, surrounded by the community, which that's what this whole thing's about, yeah. right? And 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 if you look at the history of it, and 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 in the 30s and in the 40s and in the 50s, when the community rallied around the team to keep it here mm -hmm. and to sell stock to raise money to keep it here, yeah. it, it's really kind of cool that it's withstood the test of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then I'm thinking of maybe even, you know, you've gone through a lot of this. We talk about several upgrades you've even been a part of, but even maybe thinking of this latest one, if anyone is going through something similar to what you just did, is there any advice you'd give them or anything that happened that you didn't foresee or just any kind of overall advice you'd give? You know, I, 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 part of it would be is, is you know, I, I think for me, I would tell someone, you know, 
don't be afraid, mm-hmm. right? I mean, part of it was it was this huge d- jump, and should we make it? Are we going too bleeding edge with this? Are we? Are we not? But there's other teams and other networks that have gone IP, and so I, I just think you know you got to kind of trust your gut. You got to trust that what you're doing is the right thing, and sort of take it through. And and we really haven't had many tech issues at, up to this point, which I kind of thought we were going to yeah. um, uh, as we're kind of expanding the system. But it's really been, you know, knock on wood, it's been yeah, really, say, yeah. it's been so far so good. Yeah. Is, is there anything we haven't covered so far that you're really excited about? I mean, you said the whole system coming together is really the biggest part that you're, you're really looking forward to. Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, you know, we, we've, the other kind of struggle piece that was sort of different for us is for the the last 30 years I've been involved, we've had a control room and we had a machine room off the control room. And so to be honest with you, if there was a problem, if there was an issue, I could get up out of my chair and run in Mm -hmm. and and do technically whatever we needed to do. Um, We are kind of landlocked and because of this expansion did not have the room to put all of the hardware in the control room. And really, the best place we could find is six stories down in the north end zone. So we are six stories away from the equipment. Okay. Now we have KVMs and we can control things remotely, yeah. but you know, physically at the at the uh, the control room or the machine room is we have some staff that's gonna be down in that area, but it, it, it feels kind of weird that it's not yeah. that close, yeah. right? But so that that's going to be a, a, a transition for us. It, I have talked to other teams who have done that, who it might be across the hall. Mm-hmm. It might be on the other side of the stadium. And, and, and all of them kind of assured me that it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, so we are. That that's the one thing that feels a little weird, especially as you're sort of working the bugs out and stuff. That I can't run over there and reboot, or I can't run over there and 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 patch something. So, mm. it, it, it's a. I'm a little worried about that, but overall, I. I we're gonna we're gonna work through it. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Learning curve with new technology sounds familiar, right? Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because I know we talked to you while you were in Brookings, South Dakota, visiting, and we talked to you about that trip already and and what you got to see there. But you did sign a cabinet when you came there. We didn't yes. know whether to ask. Have you have you found it at all? Do you know where it is? At I, all these I, I I don't know where it is, <laughs> but um, uh, one of the guys on my staff he took a picture of it and sent it to me. Okay. And so I have a picture on my phone <laughs> yeah. of the cabinet signed and in place. Him and I have not looped back to find out where, I, where exactly. he was. Which board? Yeah, I'm not sure which board or what floor of the of the board it's on, but I, I do know it's somewhere here. Yeah, okay, it's signed. It's in the stadium. You know, it's it was like cool. It's yeah. cool where you're signing it there. I know we got pictures and videos when you're in Brookings doing it, but it's one of those. Yeah. There's a lot of boards going up here. I hope he actually sees or finds yeah, it. Yeah. It's one of those where I kind of want to get over this hump of figuring out how to drive the car. And then when I get past that and feeling a little better, maybe I'll take a little trip and go there find you go. it. You'll wander around and try to look for your signature. No doubt. Yeah. No, it, was a, it was a cool experience. And I've had right. multiple people who saw the video kind of comment on it. That's cool. um, yeah. 
Beck TV is doing our integration and they saw the video and were teasing me about, you know, <laughs> signing the board. That's awesome. It's a really cool story. Your name's now part of the history of the video displays. Yeah. At yeah. Field. Now I, I'm trying to talk some of the younger guys into when I'm long gone and they tear it, tear it down or replace it that, you know, they make sure like they take the the backing off and put yeah. it back on oh, so it yeah. stays there. There you go. Or keep it in the control room. There you right? go. There you go. That's awesome. Well, Craig, this, this has been great to hear hear your story and hear mm -hmm. more about uh, even the history of Lambeau Field and, and the new displays that are coming here. It's, it's great to talk to you. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, thanks for you guys making the road trip, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. Thanks.